Welcome to Word of Truth Radio with Reverend Ezuka Obi. Here is your host, Pastor Obi. Hi, hello, I'm Pastor Obi. I'm so glad that you joined us. How is your day going so far? How has the week been so far? I trust you are having so much fun. We're going to look at the last character of God on our list, which is the all-wise God today. So that means on Sunday, we are kicking off with God's attributes and it's going to be so awesome. Now, Daniel, when he was asked to interpret the dream of the king, um, uh, he said something. He said, he went first into prayer with his friend and uh, he came out with the interpretation and he said something in chapter 2 of Daniel verse 20. He said, blessed be the name of God forever. <laughs> he said, for wisdom and might are his. For wisdom and might are his. So like I told you before, um, that God is a source of all might and power that makes him omnipotent. God is also the source of all wisdom, being the all-wise God. So last Tuesday, we read Paul's doxology to Timothy in 1 Timothy 1 verse 17. He said, now to the king eternal, immortal, invisible, said to God who alone is wise, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. So Paul knew this about God and he acknowledged it to Timothy, the only wise God. Let me start with a definition. According to John Piper, wisdom in the Bible is knowing the greatest goal in any situation and the best way to achieve that goal. Wisdom sees the big picture in focus. Each part in its proper relationship with the rest. So wisdom is different from knowledge. You can have knowledge without wisdom. And of course, there are a lot of brilliant fools out there, but you cannot have wisdom without knowledge. Because in order to discern the best way to achieve a goal, you have to be able to integrate, to fuse together, all kinds of factors from various sources of knowledge and experience. So God isn't just the all-wise alone. God is also the all-knowing. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I usually put it this way. I say that wisdom is the right application of knowledge. And as rightly as John Piper said, you cannot have wisdom without knowledge which is so true. Now, a lot of people have knowledge and they don't know how to apply that knowledge rightly. Not so for God. All of God's acts are done in perfect wisdom. First for his own glory and then for the highest good. And all his acts are as pure as they are wise and as good as they are wise and pure. Not only are his acts, not only could his acts not be better done, a better way to do them 
could not be imagined. I mean, that's the best way to put it. Because the way he did them is the best way it can be done. Hallelujah. An infinitely wise God. That's who he is. An infinitely wise God must work in a manner not to, not to be improved upon by his creatures. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, I love you, Lord. When he recreated earth, the Bible records that he saw his works and he said, Oh, they were good. They were good. It's as if he patted himself on the back. Do you know why? There was no better way else to do them. See, a writer said, without creation, the wisdom of God will be locked up in bound, the boundless abyss of the divine nature. And that is so true. So creation, so to say, is an outlet for God's wisdom to be displayed, if you know what, what I mean. Hallelujah. When Daniel describes, described God's wisdom, he wrote, he changes the times and seasons. He removes kings and establishes kings. He said he gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals the deep and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. Hallelujah. He said that in Daniel chapter 2. You know, he changes times and seasons. I love that part. But you know, there are a lot of Christian preachers have a hard time with that. They are still stuck up with the Old Testament, not realizing that God has moved on. That God has unveiled a new and a better way of doing things. They are still, you know, using the Old Testament antics to hold on to the people, to have this controlling power over them. They are, they are manipulating the people by leaving them in perpetual fear that God is coming for them. They have refused to announce to the people that God has moved on. See, I like the way Paul put it in Hebrews chapter 10. He said, by his death, Jesus opened, unveiled, revealed a new way, a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. So God in his wisdom has changed the times and the season. Why are we holding on to the old? Jesus says that the new wine deserves to be put into a new wine skin. And that is what we need to do. He, when he said this, he was talking about this new way that God has plotted through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He was talking about this new dispensation of the Holy Spirit. He was talking about the dispensation of grace. It is time that we embrace grace. It is time that we embrace this new covenant, this new way, and stop holding on to the old covenant. Jesus came to fulfill the law. The law has been fulfilled. Let's stop holding on to it. Let's live now in this newness of life, which God, through Christ, has unveiled for us by his spirit. Hallelujah. We need to quit thinking that God is coming for us. Announce to you again that God isn't coming for you. He came for Jesus when he bore our sins on the cross. So today you can come to him freely, boldly, full of confidence to obtain grace, to obtain mercy, to obtain kindness, to obtain goodness, to obtain honor, to obtain favor in your needy times. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Paul, in a bid to talk to us about the wisdom of God, 
ended in praise for God. In Romans 11 from verse 33, he said, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. He said, How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways are past finding out. He said, We shouldn't burden ourselves with searching out the reason why God said or did something. Rather, we should take his word for it. Or in this case, take his wisdom for it. Thank him and go on to enjoy it. You know, verse 34 says, For who has known the mind of God or who has become his counselor? See, it is time we embrace this new way of grace. We can be God's counselor. You know, I've always said that you cannot be wiser than God. Those that know me know that this is one of my favorite phrases. And why I make I say that is, is in the fact that if God's word says something, just believe it. Just believe it. Don't go trying to figure it out with your mind. You cannot be wiser than God. If God says, don't do this, don't do it, whether you understand it or not. If God says, do this, do it, whether you understand it or not. He is the all-wise God. He is the all-wise God. Don't wait till you understand God's instruction or commandments before you do them. Do them first in action, in obedience. Understanding comes. Revelation comes. So that is why, as disciples of God, we should first obey. We should first obey. So if we truly know this for a fact, we shouldn't try to question his ways. Instead, we should question him in a quest to understand, not to challenge him. I hope you understand what I mean. So we cannot be wiser than the source of all knowledge. Oh no, we can't. The one who whose attributes and characteristics is in infitude. His characteristics know no end. He is in perfection. He sees everything in perfection. He does everything in perfection. The wise thing for us to do will be to take his word for it and rest and relax in him. Now, the next verse, verse 35 says, Or who has first given to him and it shall be repaid to him. I love this. <laughs> it is just like R.W. Schambach said, you cannot beat God given. This is so true. No one can. The enemy knows this for a fact. That is why he wages war against your finances by attacking your generosity to God and his mission here on earth. In fact, he knows that the key to your breakthrough, your success, your prosperity, your well-being, and those things you're trusting for is in giving so he ensures you don't give he gives you the impression you don't have enough to give he gives you the impression that the pastor is eating all your money that the church is is mismanaging your money and all that no 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 he tells you hold on to the little you have he knows that if you give to god you have started the process of exiting lack and poverty because god always always pays back Hallelujah. The wisdom of God says give even when you don't have enough. And this is so true. The wisdom of God, the wisdom of man says hold back. You don't have enough. The wisdom of God says give because you don't have enough. So you will increase. The question is, who would you believe? Now see the wise king Solomon said something 
in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24. He says, There is he that scattereth and yet increaseth, and there is he that withholdeth more than he has need for, and yet tend to poverty. Hmm. He now said something that the liberal soul will be made fat, and he that watereth shall be watered also himself. So he that withholdeth corn, the people shall curse him. The blessing shall be upon the head of him that selleth it. Are you seeing even when you hoard, <laughs> you'll be cursed, you know, because it is in being liberal that you see increase, you see prosperity. And from that scripture, you can see clearly the returns on giving. Clear, very clear. But now, can you now imagine your returns when you give to the infinite God? Well, when he returns, we'll give back to you in infinite abundance. I love that. Amplified in uh, Ephesians 3 verse 20 said that God will give you exceedingly, abundantly, far and above. He said infinitely above infinitely more when god does things he does it in infinitude because that is one of his characteristics that is one of his attributes god does things in excess he does things to an extreme he will give you to an overflow. That is who God is. That is who God is. When you give to him, he will give you right back. Abundance. He will give you right back in abundance. Now verse 36 says, For of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. Hallelujah. So that means nothing ever is a mystery to God. He is never puzzled, nor confused, or uncertain. He is never perplexed, dumbfounded, bewildered, or mystified. He has perfect clarity. He is explicit. He is poised. His foresight is clear and precise. He is the highest form of intelligence, the most intelligent being in the entire universe. He is the awesome God. Hallelujah. Pastor Obi will love to hear from you. Search for Pastor C. Obi on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.